Blog Talk Radio. Okay, praise God and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Shalom. I want to thank all of our listeners here on the Sabbath day. Welcome to our Saturday services that we have. We normally have it at 2 o'clock, but I had to do a deliverance, and I got through doing an exorcism. Got something good for you and something that can help you in your walk with the Lord if you would hear it and take heed to it. Your mouth gets you in a lot of trouble. Most Christians don't believe that there are spiritual words that help and work in the realm of the demonic. And the minute that you say something that's contrary to Scripture, you are assisting the devil in your walk with God. I can't do it. I don't know. I hope, maybe, might. These are words that bring doubt, skepticism, and unbelief. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, how God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Lord, use me as your oracle. I come up against every demonic spirit that would block the hearer from hearing this word. I bind every satanic force that will come up against any individuals to try to put them to sleep with the spirit of slumber. I bind it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A lot of Christians are very weak, weak Christians, babes that acting as adults, but they're still babies. We have a mouth, only one God gave us. God gave us two eyes, he gave us two ears, two no- a nose, a nostril with two holes in it, <laughs> but he only gave us one mouth. And some of you don't realize that when you speak something, it is going to go into another kingdom. You're going to either send it to the kingdom of God or you're going to even send it to the kingdom of the devil. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Do you really believe, any of you really believe that? Do you believe that? If you don't believe that this sermon ain't going to work for you. Because you got to have faith of everything you do. Do you believe that? Death and life is in the power of the tongue, King James. Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Now, it's a fruit that you cannot taste, but you have to speak it. When you speak something, you have to add it with faith, and it has to be positive. But when you bring doubt, and you'd be trying to explain things to people, and then you're putting a curse on yourself trying to explain something to somebody, and it's not worth it, it's good to keep your mouth shut. When you speak It brings death, or when you speak, it brings life. The choice is yours. Very easy sermon, but most Christians don't discipline themselves to do this. In the scriptures, it is designed to help us walk with God. It gives us rules and regulations and and things to do and things not to do. And when we speak words, we can hurt ourselves. I have never spoken a curse on my military case of my disability. I pray against the spirits that bring in delays all the time. The Lord is moving on me to do that. But I would never speak a curse on myself. Some of you will get a job interview. And you say, I'm going to believe the Lord. And then you're going to get a telephone call. Somebody say, well, what's going on? How you do with the job? I don't know. 
Now, you just prayed to the Lord about a four hours ago. Lord, I thank you for this interview. I really believe that you're going to give it to me. And then here comes somebody calling. Friendly conversation. And here comes the devil. Well, what, what's going on? I, 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 I don't know. Keep your mouth shut. And don't say nothing until the Lord works. Most of us hinder ourselves by giving the devil information about us. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, I want to give you examples of some leaders that spoke death on themselves. Dr. Martin Luther King said, I have a dream. I may not be with you. He never tested the spirit to see what that dream was of God. The Bible says, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Now, I know he was a civil rights man and all of that, but he spoke that on himself. Malcolm X says, I'm a dead man already as I speak. Three weeks after that, he was dead. See, we got to watch what we say. And, and, and this is so hard to get Christians to live by. They don't feel that it's part of Christianity. And the Bible has a lot to say about the tongue. In Psalms chapter 50, verse 19, the word says, Thou givest thy mouth to evil, and thy tongue frameth deceit. Now, if you give your mouth evil, and you framing deceit in your mouth, and you're speaking it, it's coming from somewhere. It's coming from your heart. Because when you speak, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. And we lose so much of our blessings by not saying the right proper words. We lose a lot when we speak doubt. We lose a lot when we shoot stuff out of our mouth when we're angry, when we say something that will hurt a person. We got to clean out our mouth. Keep it a peek. If you can't tell the Lord Psalm 391, put a bridle over it. Be quiet. Don't don't be shooting out. Wait for your blessing. Don't allow uh, your mouth to speak evil. In Psalms chapter 50, verse 23, it says, Whoso offended praises glorified me, and to him that ordered his covenant again will I show the salvation of God. God cannot show us his salvation if we are rejecting it with the words that we speak. Jesus says, if you believe all things are possible for him that believeth, Mark 9, 23. If you believe that, do you know that you can mess up yourself by speaking something against what you are believing for and it can block your blessing. The mouth is a treacherous thing. <laughs> now, we need to learn how to tame that mouth, and then we really need to learn uh, where is that thing coming from, what is making you say the things that you say that brings a curse on you. The Bible said, let us cleanse ourselves from the filthiness of the flesh and the spirit. 2 Corinthians 7, 1. And when we speak, sometimes we can get ourselves in trouble by speaking unadvisedly. The Bible speaks of that. We're talking about being blessed and not giving the devil the opportunity to destroy your blessings. Who can destroy your blessings? You, with what you say. You be trying to explain something to somebody about your bill or whatever. You ain't got no faith. You're just explaining it. Man, forget that. Start believing. Lord, I, I know you're going to meet my needs. Start tithing. If you tithe, you're covered. If you don't tithe, you ain't covered. I don't care who you are. You're not covered. I'm not trying to take your money. I don't want one dime from the year you got given to me. You go wherever who feeds you. But if we feeding you, so is he. Trust God for whatever that you do. You may not be able to give a lot. Give something. 
You ain't got to do that. You got to believe in anything you do. And whatever you believe in, if you say the wrong thing, it's going to go back on the opposite way. I've seen uh, people mess up their blessing by speaking the wrong thing and by using unadvisedly lips. That's very, very, very dangerous. You are saying things that the Holy Spirit has not told you to say, and it's coming from your heart due to frustration, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, uh, retaliation, uh, 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 hate. If that stuff coming out your out your spirit like that, you ain't gonna never get nothing right because you are hurting yourself by speaking things that's contrary to Scripture. In Psalm chapter one hundred and six, verse thirty-three, the Bible says, "Because they provoked his spirit." So that he spoke unadvisedly with his lips. Now, who was that? They argued him also at the waters of strife. So that it went well with Moses for their sake. Because they provoked his spirit so that he spoke unadvisedly with his lips. They did not destroy the nations concerning whom the Lord commanded them but were mangled among the heathens and learned their works. Moses messed up. Couldn't get into the promised land because he spoke unadvisedly. Here, I give you water. The Lord didn't tell me to do that. He hit the rock. He spoke unadvisedly. And when we get ourselves in that predicament, we are setting ourselves up for failure. You have to be careful what you say. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 2 says, Be not harsh with thy mouth, and let not thy heart be hasty to utter anything before God. See, it comes from the heart. So you've got to get your heart right. If you confess the negative things, you've got to go and ask the Lord, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Psalms 51, 10. Because here in Ecclesiastes 5.2, it says, Be not harsh with thy mouth, and let not thine heart. Now, the mouth and the heart is connected. Be hasty to utter anything before God, for God is in heaven, and thou upon earth. Therefore, let thy words be you. If we can do that, we can avoid a lot of problems that we have uh, with our mouth. Now, some of you uh, can't contain your mouth. Some people just yak, 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 Man, I get a guy called me from Australia. He's very nice, brother-in-law. He want to talk to me all day, just yakking and yakking and yakking. I don't have the time for it, but I've learned one thing in ministry that I can pass on to you. Watch what you say. It can shape the destiny of your life with what you say. I remember one time Chaplain John Durden went out of town to Savannah, Georgia, when I was his assistant at a at the hospital, Southern Regional, about 17 years ago. And I went to the room, and the Lord had me to go speak to this woman. She said, hey, how you doing, chaplain? I said, I'm doing fine. How you doing? Well, you know, they, they told me I got seven more days, and I guess I'll be gone. I said, man, why are you giving the devil a legal right to kill you and to turn over your your life against the will of God by you speaking that? Universal law of God is to love. Universal law of God is, is to be on earth and live healthy. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. You know, I got people telling me, well, you're 62, you old. I'm still here. They still, they gone. Because I'm not speaking death over me. I told the lady, I said, ma'am, don't believe that. But Passover's in here are the results 
and God told me she has no faith, she is the type of person that can see from her mind, intellect it, figure it out, and accept it, and that's it. The seventh day, she, she was dead. I said, ma'am, don't say that. I gave her a scripture. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Psalms 118, verse 17. If you have faith and that you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and you have confessed with your mouth, you have that privilege to speak that with your faith. Now, if you don't add faith with what you're trying to do, it ain't going to work. So that mouth better you be spoken and you're using it, you better use it with faith. It has to be mixed with faith when you speak something. If the Bible says, I shall not die but live, then the Bible is the Bible, and the Bible is real, and the Bible works. But what the enemy wants to do is to get you to believe that it don't work and allow you to make negative confessions that's not good for your walk with God. But because no church uh, has never taught you these basic fundamentals about your mouth, you get yourself in trouble. But when you speak the word, I shall not die and believe. I shall not die, but live and proclaim the works of the Lord that is in the Bible. And if you say that, I don't care what situation you're in. It'll work and you'll still be here. But you have to believe Psalms 118 verse 8. In the NIV, it says, I will not die, but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. The New Living Translation says, I will not die. Instead, I will live to tell what the Lord has done. English Standard Version, I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. Berean Standard Bible, I will not die, but I will live and proclaim what the Lord has done. King James Version, that's my Bible there. I shall not die, conjunction, but live, and declare the works of the Lord. So you are confessing that you're not going to die, you're confessing that you're going to live, and that you're confessing that you're going to declare his works while you're on earth. And if you believe that and mix it with faith, it can come to pass and you can get healed. You have to mix it with faith. Your words are very powerful. You have healing in your words, and you have cursing in your words. In Hebrews 3.2, the Bible says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that hear it. You have to mix this with faith. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. I believe that. I had a doctor that came to me, and uh, he told me, well, you're going to get diabetes because your father got it. I said, I'll send that back to the sin. I rebuke it. I don't want to hear that. That ain't going in my spirit. When I'm a doctor, I say, well, you ain't Jesus. He's the doctor. You're a medical doctor with that snake hanging around you that represents man-made medicine. For all medicine cannot cure you, Jeremiah 46, 11. When I said that to him and looked at him, I stood because at that moment, the devil was trying to get me to believe that negative confession. You can be at a doctor's office and here comes Satan. Well, uh... Based on my educational understanding as a doctor, you've got nine months to live. I have never seen in the scriptures where the Lord tells us we've got four or five months to live. I know in the Bible that we, we are like a vapor, James 4.4, 4, but there's no scriptures that says to substitute that or substantiate that. 
and I didn't accept it. And to this day, I'm the only one in my family that I don't have diabetes, and I'm not going to get diabetes. I'm not allowing nothing to come in my life by me inviting it in with negative words. When you speak words of negativity, you are inviting demons in the presence of you and in you with your negative words. And if you find yourself having problems communicating to people or if you find yourself uh, can't say the right words, I got a scripture for you because this is going to be a long series by this tongue and this mouth. We ain't going to be just doing this thing for 40 minutes or one hour and I'm going to say God bless because I got a lot to cover with this. Why do I have a lot to cover with this? Because I base my sermon off the obedience of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit flows, the Holy Spirit has never in my life since I've been a Christian has told me anything negative to quote. Not God. So ask the Lord, Lord, if I got a problem with my mouth, help me. And he will. In Psalms 39.1, the word of God speaks in the King James Version. I said I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. See, we can sin with our tongue. Let me show you how you can sin with your tongue. You believe in the Lord for a job and you bring in doubt the next minute. I don't think he's going to work. And you just spoke that. Well, there it is right there. Now that force is working with the force of faith. You shot out faith two days ago. I, Lord, I believe you're going to give me this job. After the two days ago, you, you, you backed out because now you're wavering. James 1.6, you got a wavering problem. And some people don't have faith. All men don't have faith. Everybody don't have faith. So you're going to really need to get some faith and ask the Lord to put a bridle on your mouth. You're going to have to. And tell him to show you what is in your heart out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. You hear me? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, speak it. Overwhelming feelings with expressing itself a speech originally with biblical allusions to Matthew twelve thirty four. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, speak it. This saying is recorded from the late 14th century all the way back to the King James Version. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, speak it. So it's coming from your heart. Now, you got to get a lot of work done on your heart because it's going to make you say something that you ain't going to want to say. And while you're working on that, you may ask the Lord to give you some deliverance because you may have a demonic spirit and you may not have a demonic spirit. You just don't may not have no faith there. And then your doubt and skepticism, your emotions get you caught up. And now you start speaking things that's contrary to Scripture. This is a subtle way that the devil can have a legal access in people's lives. Please allow God and give him the opportunity to help you with your problem. I said I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. Keep your mouth quiet. It's best to not say nothing than to say something to mess up your blessing. I've seen people get so close to their blessing. So close. So close, and they lose it by speaking something, and they speak the wrong thing. Let me show you when you say something how powerful it is. James, Jesus' brother, says this in James chapter 1, verse 26. If any man among you seems to be religious and bridle not his tongue, watch this, but deceive his own heart, that man's religion is vain. You deceive your own heart. Why? Your tongue's not bridled. 
It's coming from the heart. It's a connection here. Heart, mouth, tongue. Heart, mouth, tongue. And you do have to deal with it and get it in discipline. Most of, of Christianity is disciplined. And most Christians are not disciplined. Y'all like to watch TV all day. Y'all like to entertain you. I know this one. He just, he's something else. Seven years I had to tell this man about Jesus, and he was running with Donald Trump. Donald Trump, 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 Trump. Seven years speaking foolishness. And I said, you got to pay it back. What you sow, you weep. Now imagine God's trying to bless you with something, and you hurt yourself with unadvised lips. Psalms 106.33. It's unadvised. You are not meant to say that, but you said it. And it messes up your blessing. Brothers and sisters, this tongue needs lots of work, and the heart needs to be clean. Only God can clean that thing out. So I can just give you the scriptures, and you're going to have to get on your knees, and you're going to have to go before the Lord and say, Lord, show me what is messing me up. If your mouth is messing you up, it's coming from your heart. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 10, verse, uh, Proverbs chapter 10, 11 through 21. Proverbs chapter 10, 11 through 21, we are talking about our tongue. Do your tongue needs to be healed? Are you saying things that is contrary to the Bible? Are you speaking emotionally, which will definitely mess you up? The soul, the psychicus, I really don't like operating in that. And when I see people operating, I stand back because I know demons is with it. I just don't say nothing. And you get just a yakking and you're yakking and you're yakking and the demons working you up and then you say something. Do you know most Christians curse God before they curse the devil? That's sad. The, 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 the man who sent his son to die on the cross, you curse him with your mouth. A lot of Christians curse God. By not believing in God, if you are born again and saved and accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you speak the opposite of faith, that's a curse. And you put it on yourself through your mouth. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 11 says, The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life. Just that alone would want you to want to be like that. I want to be like that. But anytime you see a but in the Bible, B-U-T, but it's going to compare to something else. Always. When anytime you hear the word whosoever, that's, it, that's everybody. Whosoever in the but, always pay close to that because God's trying to say something to you. The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life, conjunction, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. Hatred stir up strife, but love covers all sin. In the lips of him that have understanding, wisdom is found. So if you got wisdom and you have understanding, and if you need wisdom, the Bible says, if any man shall lack wisdom, let him give unto God, he should give it to him freely without finding any fault. God can give you wisdom. And when you get this wisdom, Ask God to give you wisdom to keep your mouth shut at a certain time because you've got to control it. No man can control his tongue. That's right. And you don't want the devil enticing you to say something negative because that's what he's going to try to do. He's going to try to make you look at that situation, the devil. He's going to try to make you doubt. He's going to try to make you say something negative that you may be holding on to confess to get your blessing. And you speak it wrong and it goes somewhere because you get enticed by demons. James 1.14, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And these demons want to entice you to speak negative. They want to entice you to uh, not have faith. They want to entice you to take it out and get angry at God and cuss God. They get you to curse God, then you backslid it. You spoke it. They want you to speak something against the word of God where you can't get blessed. 
And nine times out of ten, with this message, you can't blame the devil. You have to blame yourself. In the lips of him that have understanding, wisdom is found. But a rod is in the back of him that is void of understanding. Now, if any of you need wisdom, you can ask God and he give it to you. The Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and abrideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with wind and tossed. But let not that man that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Now, if you're double-minded in schizophrenia and you're trying to speak uh, faith and to believe, you're going to have problems standing on it because the other personality within you is going to war against it. And it's the same thing if a person don't is not uh, schizophrenia. Those demons in you are going to make you try to speak something against the word in you for you to put a curse on yourself. The devil step back and let you do all the, all the damage, and you damage yourself. And a lot of people don't realize that when they're saying stuff, they have to watch what they say and make sure that it lines up with the word of God. Very simple sermon today. Let us go to the book of Proverbs, chapter 11, verse 9. A hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbors, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. See, when you ain't right with your mouth, you destroy everything. And that that doesn't have to be. And if you don't control your tongue and your mouth, you're going to have more problems because Proverbs 13.3 says, he that keepeth his mouth, keepeth his life. Do you see how important it is to speak the right things? If this doesn't wake you up with Scripture, I don't know what will. Proverbs 13.3 He that keepeth his mouth Don't forget death and life is in the power of the tongue now. We said that. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. So if you can keep your mouth from saying things derogatory towards scripture if you can keep your mouth from saying things that will uh, hinder your blessing, don't say it. Wait. Be quiet and wait on the Lord. Don't let your mouth get you. But them demons, they'll throw some thoughts out at you. And doubts are thinking evil thought, Ezekiel 38, 10. You think that thought, well, the Lord ain't going to come. And I don't know. And you start shooting that. I don't like talking to people who don't have faith. I really don't like talking to them. They say the same thing over and oh, they're trying to convince themselves, and they really struggle with just believing. But your mouth ain't going to have that problem. It's going to just say whatever your heart says. So please seek the Lord and ask him, Lord, what is in my heart that's making me say these things? Because this is important. Whosoever despises the word shall be destroyed, but he that feareth the commandments shall be rewarded. If you fear the commandments and watch what you say, you'll be blessed above and beyond. Sometimes it's not the devil. It's you with what, you, what you're saying with your mouth. It's your words. Now, let's go to 1 Peter 3.15. First Peter 3, and we're going to go to verse 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your heart, and be ready always to give an answer to every man, that asks you a reason of the hope that is with you with meekness and with fear. And sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. So when you sanctify God in your heart, 
you're not going to say anything negative it's contrary to the word of God because God and Jesus is the word. And when it's in you, you can use that in you to push out good things. I'm blessed. I'm successful. Well, I don't see you successful. I am by faith. Never allow your mouth to say something bad. Please remember that. Never allow your mouth to say something bad. Careless speech and unbridled tongue can undetermine and influence the righteousness and cause us to sin against God. We also have to be careful with our flesh and crucify our flesh with our mouth because Colossians 3.8 tells us, but now he also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communications out of your mouth. We have to stop the filthy communication that's out of our mouth. That's cussing, foul cussing. That's not God. That's the devil's language. That's the devil's language. That is not God. That is the writings of the Satanic Bible. It's wicked. And even the Bible says if our mouth is foolish, it brings destruction to us. So we hurt ourselves when we don't say the right thing. And all of this I'm giving you is straight scripture. We hurt ourselves when we don't say the right thing. Proverbs ten fourteen, wise men lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. Sometimes our mouth opens and speaks things based on our soul, not our spirit. So it's up to you to ask the Lord to create in you a good heart, a clean heart. And it's also up to you that you be careful with hastened speech before the Lord blesses you. Wait. Don't say nothing. But I got the job, the Lord blessed me the job, and the Lord didn't tell you to say that. Now you done told somebody that. Them demons hid. Now the demons said, okay, let's, let's go to work. They didn't gave me, they didn't gave me a legal right. Listen to this. You have to be careful with what you say. Hasten of speech. There is one example in Scripture of a man who was hastening his words. Just one. And tell us the price it cost this man. The man was Moses. He was told by God to go ahead of the children of Israel. Speak to a rock and it will bring forth water. But he was so angry with the children of Israel. See, this is how the devil get us with our mouth. He'll allow an emotional experience or something going on to get you to say something. And then you done said it, now, okay, now let's go get him. You give him the legal right, then he attacks. He was told by God to go ahead of the children of Israel, speak to a rock, and it will bring forth water. But he was angry with the children of Israel, that he said to them, ye rebels, must ye bring you out of this rock? Then instead of speaking to the rock, he smote it. Numbers chapter 20, verse 7 through 12. The act of his disobedience expressed in hastened words cost him the privilege of leading the children of Israel into the promised land that is described in the Bible. See, the root of the problem that we have with our mouth is that it's coming strictly from the heart. In the book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 33, 35 
and whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, that's Jesus, it shall be given him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. So you can speak against the Holy Ghost and do a gravest sin to your life that won't even be forgiven. That's how powerful words are. Let me read this again. This is what Jesus says. And whosoever speak it, we're talking about the tongue and the mouth, I pray this is not you, and I pray to God that any of you have not failed to this end. If you had, ask God for your mercy. And whosoever speak it, a word against the Son of Man, that's Jesus, it shall be given for him, given him, but whosoever speak it with his mouth against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. So it won't be forgiven because of your mouth saying something against the Holy Spirit. Either the tree good and his fruits good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. O generation of vipers, how can ye believe be in evil? Speak good things, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Matthew twelve thirty four. That's our problem. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasures bringeth forth evil things. We have to get this heart clean, straighten out, <laughs> so it don't get us into no trouble. I would like for you to go to Proverbs, and let's go to, I'm sorry, yeah, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 28, Proverbs 19, verse 28. 28. An ungodly witness scorches judgment, and the mouth of the wicked devoureth iniquity. It's that bad with that mouth. All in Scripture, God tells us about this mouth and what we got to do. We got to we got to put it in check, and only God can help you with that. Lots of fasting. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 7. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. See, we can tame everything and every animal, but we can't tame the tongue. We're going to close with taming the tongue. And what the Bible says about taming the tongue. Amen. Let's close with James chapter 3. Off. I'm going to get some sleep, turn everything off, and go to bed. I'm tired. James chapter 3. Let's deal with this. We're going to start off with. James chapter 3, verse 1. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. And if any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man. See? Ain't nobody perfect. So all of us got a problem with his mouth. All of us. What you going to do? How you going to get rid of it? How you going to change it? 
Behold, we put bits in horses' mouth that they may obey us. And we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven with fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small hymn, wheresoever that governed, listen in James 3, verse 5. I was in the Navy, and I saw a little propeller in that big old ship. I said, a little bitty propeller, and I saw James. I said, boy, the Bible showed this accurate. This little, I was on a destroyer, and this little bitty propeller, you moving that big old ship. Well, this little bitty tongue is moving everything you do, how you do it, when you do it, what you say, how you say it, depends on your blessing with the God with your mouth. It's on you. It ain't on me. It ain't on Jesus. It's on you. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasted great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindle it. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue amongst our members, that it defileth the whole body. This is why you've got to get this thing straight. It will mess up your health. It will destroy your body. It will bring calamity. It definitely will open up the doors to doubt, skepticism, unbelief, humanism, because that tongue ain't going to say nothing about no faith. It's going to say, think it, figure it out, how I'm going to do this. And when you say something, you better realize that it's going to go out to either the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of God. Amongst our members that it defiled the whole body, the tongue, and set it on fire, the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and birds and serpents and things in the sea is tamed and have been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. Can't tame it. This is a work of lifetime that you got to do. So you can't tame it. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. You have to stop with the deadly poison in your life. It is full of deadly poison, your tongue, poison in yourself every day with doubt skepticism, unbelief, and I just sit back and watch because I can't do nothing else. Why are you allowing your tongue to destroy you like this? But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therein, bless we God, even the Father, and therein curse we men which are made after the similitude of God. Man, if it's set on fire with hell, my God, can't nobody tame it. You need grace, <laughs> and you need discipline, and you need to fast, and you need to stay in the word so you can make this thing, not say things, and then you've got to get your heart cleaned out so when your heart is cleaned out, it ain't going to say nothing negative. I hear people shoot stuff out their heart. You know, I said, hey, I was talking to a person there. I said, hey, man, this is the Sabbath day. They don't care nothing about no Sabbath day. That's why they can't get blessed. They don't honor nothing about the Sabbath. Your mouth is not your friend. Your spirit is. Because if your mouth is set on fire with hell, that can't be your friend. Therein bless we God, even the Father, therein curse we men which are made after the similitudes of God. Out of the same mouth proceeded blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things are not so to be. You can't cuss. He says not. You, you can't be mixing it. But you know what people do. This is why he says the fountain send forth the same uh, place sweet water and bitter. Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive bearers, either a vine tree, 
can a fountain both yield salt water and fresh? See, you can't do it. It's full of evil. You've got to eliminate that. You have to do that, not God. You have to speak by the leading of the Holy Spirit. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And when you're able to do that, you will have some success with your tongue. I pray that the Lord has blessed you today concerning this issue. When you speak something, it's going to go out. Let me give you an example before I go. When you speak something, it's going to go out. Judges chapter 11, verse 36. And she said unto him, My father, if thou hast opened thy mouth unto the Lord, do to me according to that which had proceeded out of thy mouth. For as much as the Lord had taken vengeance for three of thy enemies, even of the children of the Amorites, See, your mouth can determine and change the destiny of you by saying the words of the Bible, keep them on your lip, speak faith, don't try to speak what you see. Keep your mouth shut so that you won't hinder your blessing. You got to understand in Matthew 12, 36 and 37, the Bible says, but I say unto you that every outer word, idle, ideally outer word that men shall speak, they shall give an account, therefore, in the day of judgment. You got to give account for what you say. Christianity is not easy. It's a process of discipline. Watch your mouth. Watch what you say. Now, we're going to go to this thing with the heart. Because when you're shooting all this stuff out, it's coming, it's going somewhere, and it's going to your heart. Do you know that your tongue can write in spirit when you say something? It's very powerful. Let me, let me show you something. Go to the book of Psalms, and let's go to Psalm 45, verse 1 and 2. My heart is idling a good manner. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue, T-O-N-G-U-E, is the pen, P-E-N, of a ready writer. And when you speak it, you're writing it out in the spirit realm. I believe that the Lord's going to heal me. You just wrote that out. God says, write that down. My son said that. Put that up there. I'm going to answer him. And didn't the Lord look at you? You're speaking again. Well, I don't know. The Lord said, write that down. Now, he didn't say something negative. And God don't want you to be saying that negative because you're going to mess up your blessing. Your tongue has a writing spirit. It can speak things. It says that in the Bible. My heart igniting a good manner. I speak of the things which I have made. Touching the king, my tongue is the pen, like a, a pen that you write, is a pen of a ready writer. So it writes out stuff in the spirit realm, man. Now, if you've been in sin uh, with your mouth, God can forgive you. Sister Kathleen, God bless you. Shalom. And I was going to tell you, you're welcome to bring your family. Or you want to come over. She's been with me for years. You're welcome to come live, sit here with me in fellowship, get you something to eat. Some people do come over, and I'll provide a meal of fun. But you welcome, Sister uh, Kathleen, to come. God bless you, uh, ma'am. It's an honor to see you in this Sabbath room. It's an honor to see a lot of my people that I've been on many years come into the room because it's the Sabbath day. And God doesn't want us to speak things that's contrary to his word. And it hurts us. Let your tongue be a ready writer, according to the Bible. Let it speak the blessing, not the curse. 
I'm waiting on my disability. Well, when are you going to get it? I'm waiting on the Lord. That's all I say. Well, when are you going to get it? First uh, Thessalonians 4.11, make it average and lead a quiet life and your own business. I am not going to say nothing that's going to hinder my blessing, my disability, or whatever that God has for me, or whatever that God has for you. Don't hurt yourself with your mouth. Please don't do that. Don't hurt yourself with your mouth. Don't hurt yourself it with your mouth. When we speak from the heart, we have to make sure that God has cleansed our heart. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. Now, next teaching we're going to go, we're going to deal with the heart. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. If you have spoken some words and you sent them into the other kingdom, we got something for you to correct that. God is a good God. And we're going to speak against the things that you said that was negative. Because the Bible says in Deuteronomy 23, 5, Nevertheless, the Lord thy God will not hearken unto Balaam, but the Lord thy God turned the curse into a blessing unto thee, because the Lord thy God loved thee. If you spoke something that's contrary to the word of God, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Ask that you forgive me for all of my sins, known and unknown. You are the Son of God. Come into my life. Forgive me for my mouth, Lord. Forgive me for not being patient. Forgive me for from speaking unadvisedly. Heal me and cleanse my heart, Lord that I may bestow upon you the words to proceed out of thy mouth, that I may be blessed by your word. I am sorry. I ask that you forgive me for speaking the wrong thing, and I now forgive myself. If you have done that, you are back in the kingdom. God has forgiven you. Watch what you say. Hold on to your blessing. Amen. Now, before I close, we need help. I don't normally say this. I've been on air eight diamonds. Y'all haven't heard none. We're having financial problems. Sow a seed. Please sow a seed. I can't get my address off. I, I had someone send some uh, powder, and I had the FBI to come by my house. and send, You know, these these Trumpers and Republican slave whoopers or something else. And y'all need to pray for Americans that's into this Donald Trump thing. They are gone. They are gone. They are born again, spirit-filled Christians. And let me say this here. Shannon Davis, Omega Man Radio. He called me. I repented to everybody what I told him. He took off my sermon that Jesus was a bronze color. He wanted, oh, you can't say bronze, he's ivory. He Trump, 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 Trump. He called me and told me he repented for Trumpism. But he's still saying something good about Trump. What is wrong with some of these Americans with Donald J. Trump? He is not born again. This is a bastard out of the will of God. This is a thug and a gangster, and a heathen, a rich fool, nut, idiot, and people following it. You better pray for your country. We don't need nobody in office threatening the democracy of this nation. America, you need to pray for this country. I'm getting out of here in January. I am getting out of here in January. Pray for your country. Pray for the situation that you see when you get in your car, buying spirits of murder, buying accident spirits. The Lord is telling me to tell you this. Use the authority of God's word. When you get in your car, ask the Lord to cover you. Ask the Lord to protect you. Ask the Lord to put you in positions where angels can protect you. you each one of you have a particular angel. Say, Lord, bring my angels to my assistant. Watch what you say. Don't say nothing to people that you don't know. Keep your mouth shut because times are so bad that you look at a person wrong, they're ready to shoot you. Use wisdom. Stay in the word. Stay 
in the word and watch your mouth. Please sow a seed to help us out. We are lacking. We are trying to get back on YouTube. We have YouTube, but it's coming out of Finland. And I have to pay an attorney, and the attorney fees are so astronomical. It's, it's just hindering a lot of other things that I got to do, but I got to get back on YouTube because that was some of my revenue that I lost. And we need your support financially. Yes, we do. Please go to www.livedeliverance.com and go to the lower left-hand corner of the icon and sow a seed. If you wish to come to my house, you can call me. If not, you can uh, put the money in the mailbox. I check the mailbox every day. I do have neighbors in the neighborhood that comes and check and that sow seed to help me, but we really need uh, some help. And being on Internet radio has been very challenging. And when the Lord bless me, when I get my 100% disability, I'm going to carry this thing to another notch. I'm dropping $80,000 into this radio station. We will have an FM radio station in Atlanta, Georgia, and we will have an FM radio station in Kingston, Jamaica. When I get my back pay, it's all going into the ministry. Cause I, I, I live for this. I don't live for nothing else. I don't want to do nothing else. I'm trying to get to heaven. I want to get the gospel out. I need all of you who are listening to me on Facebook. I need your marketing skills. But I say, hey, there's a pastor in live deliverance. He's very simple. I'm not trying to... Um, teach in an oratorical performances to sound good. I'm trying to be make it as simple as possible so you can follow the steps of God and be blessed by the steps of God through his word. Amen. Shalom to you. Sabbath will be over with that 630. Jesus is Lord of Sabbath. God bless you here at Live Deliverance and at Radio. Please come to our room at Erico 646-378-1856. One eight five seven, Sister Faith, Kathleen Favors, God bless you. You've been with me for a long time. Tell your children hello. You're welcome to come over here at two o'clock to listen to the sermon fellowship. Anybody want to come? That's prior members to this radio station that I know years ago. You're welcome to come on Saturdays again. And I've been getting phone calls if people want to come. Sure, we had a packed house just last Saturday, and you're welcome to come if I know you previously. But new people's coming in. No, I don't know you. You ain't coming to my house if I don't know you. But Sister Kathleen Favors, you're welcome to come any Saturday to come fellowship and talk to them. It's a blessing. You've been a blessing to me and your children, and you supported this ministry. And I pray that I can do anything I can to help you. I want to thank Brother uh, Tiro for his tithes and offerings out of Finland. His mother, thank you. Brother Tommy, thank you. Sister Durden, thank you. Brother Paul, thank you. James Jones, thank you for sowing the seed. Uh, also, pa- uh, Assistant Pastor Rodriguez Baker, lift him up. He's overseas uh, working to survive for his family. We are on air 24 hours a day at www.livedeliverance.com. Come call in at 646-378-1857 for prayer, and we're going to have some more prayer and discussions in the blog talk room as I get off air now. We're going back to a minister, Candace Durden, on her teachings. And later on this evening, we're going to be switching back to Derek Prince on Sundays. God bless. Again, go to www.livedeliverance.com on the lower left-hand corner of the icon and sow a seed to keep us on the air. God bless and shalom to you. Stand back, and before we open up the talk room and blog talk, stand down, please. All right, Chaplain John Durden, welcome. God bless you, and you now have the mic. Well, I have one simple thing to say. It was it was beautiful. What I like to sum it up is, watch what you say. It can be a curse on you, and it can be blessed on you. And what you say in secret is going to be heard by the Lord, going to be heard by the Holy Spirit. Watch what you say. When you backstab somebody, you're backstabbing and hurting yourself. God bless. Dr. William C. Bucklett said, did you write the sermon? Uh, no, sir. The Holy Spirit always telling Dr. me to say. Dr. William B. Montgomery says, did you write the sermon? Uh, no, sir. The Holy Spirit told him what to say. Dr. Beats said, did you write the sermon? 
all his sessions for the past 17 years. They all provide to him by the Holy Spirit. Dr. Buttermaker said you went over there and gave him that sermon. You came back home. I saw you in the car. I don't know who you saw, son, but you need to get you some glasses. I'll be monitoring and checking on you. Please do. Brother John, close us out in prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come before you now in the precious name of Jesus, your son. Lord, we thank you. It's a grace and it's a blessing. You can hear directly from the Holy Spirit. Father, when, when your servant speaks and teach, it is the Holy Spirit that's telling them what to say. And I just pray, Lord, you will convince them, convict them, and let them know that it is, your, it is Jesus, your son. He's being led by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, what to say and what not to say. And for that, Father, I just ask that you just move by your spirit so they can be convinced. They don't want to believe me because all he has is a limited degree. Uh, we know, Father, that you don't look at degrees. For example, you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They didn't have any degrees either. And I just pray that more than Christian man would believe that you still speak through your vessel today. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And everybody on the radio station who's listening to me, we have a lot of listeners, and the Lord just moved on my heart. I don't try to take people's money, but I do have to ask. You know, Brother John, people don't even want me to ask for an offering. They get mad at me. That's what they do. I can't understand this, man. I need help, and they get mad at me. Everybody who hearing me, if I've been a blessing, I labor for you people. So a seed. We need, we need help. I, I need income. People think I'm rich. I live off faith. Y'all help yeah, the ministry. Um, yeah, they're judging your ministry with theirs because they have to depend on on Sunday services. Yeah. Exactly. I don't have a Sunday service. So, so a seed to keep you on air. Okay? God bless everybody, and have a wonderful day. God was at work in the 20th century. There'll be one name that's bound to feature prominently. Derek Prince.